0: This is HPR episode 2012 entitled, Parsing XML in Python with Untangle, and is part of the series, A Little Bit of Python. It is hosted by Clatu and is about 21 minutes long. The summary is, a quick introduction to Untangle, an XML parser for Python. This episode of HPR is brought to you by anhonesthost.com. Get 15% discount on all shared hosting with the offer code HPR15.
1: This is Hacker Public Radio. My name is 2, and I'm going to be talking about parsing XML in Python with a great little module called Untangle. So, XML you probably know. Uh, if you don't know it, you certainly know one of uh, the subsets of it. Or I don't know if they're—I don't know if that's the right terminology anymore. I don't want to get into political debates, but HTML um, is is very similar to XML. Uh, at one point, it was going to be, a, you know, literally an implementation of it. It was XHTML. It was really actually horrible. But um, yeah, a, 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 if you've seen HTML, you've, let's just say you've basically seen XML. And if you really, really are really wanting to see XML, just go open up the RSS feed of Hacker Public Radio, you will see R, um, XML because RSS is, in fact, a, um, an implementation or a schema of, of XML. And so is Adam. So it's great. It's very, it's everywhere. Um, A lot of people hate it, actually. I'm, 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 i will say that I'm a fan of XML. Uh, I know that's a crazy thing to say, but I really am. It's, it's got like a really sort of, a strangely bad reputation. And, and and I do actually, it's not one of those things where I don't understand why it has a bad reputation. I, I, I see the badness of XML. I see like the 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 labor intensive parsing of of XML, and I understand that. And I see how verbose it is, and I understand why that is considered maybe a little bit unnecessary sometimes. But at the same time, I also I I I do respect XML a lot, and, and I'm actually quite fond of it in many ways. And and the thing about XML that I like really is the explicitness. It's 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 very it doesn't leave a whole lot to, to guessing, you know, it's, it's, it tells you exactly where everything is in relation to everything else. I mean, it is, it is very explicit. It tells you exactly what things are. It it tells you the attributes of those things, you know, it's just it's, it's very, I mean, that's why it's verbose, because it is just so, so descriptive, and very strict. Um, it is infamously strict. If you do bad XML, and we all have, um, then parsers will break. They It is not tolerant of quirks, really, at all. Um, it is, in fact, it's funny that one of the most popular sort of similar subsets of it, HTML, is so liberal and so uh, tolerant of quirks and, and XML is just so intolerant of that. So that's what XML is it's it's out there you are you're going to encounter it and sometimes you're going to actually want to use it or at least that's how I've found things to be um, I, I've found use for XML on several occasions where JSON just isn't isn't robust enough or or Plain text, you know, just wouldn't do it justice or whatever. So XML is it, it has its uses, but as I said in the, in, in at the beginning, it, it it can be a little bit difficult to to parse, really. And honestly, I have found in Python some of the absolute most painful XML parsing I've ever done has been with the the sort of the the usual suspects of of the Python module group. One of those usual suspects is lxml, which I think technically I was going to say that was the built in one, but I don't think it actually is. I think you have to add that in. Um, there's lxml, and then there's Beautiful Soup. A lot of people talk about Beautiful Soup a lot, and and those are fine tools. Don't get me wrong. I just personally like you know when you open up the one that's supposed to be super user-friendly and really great, i.e. beautiful soup, and when you ask the internet how to locate, you know, some tag within your XML tree, and it's giving you beautiful soup mixed with XPath commands, I don't know, to me, that misses the point of even using Python to parse, X, uh, yeah, parse XML. I mean, if you have to do XPath, I, I don't, why am I even bothering? I mean, that's how I feel, um, and that's just my personal opinion. Uh, other people, you know, especially if you're very used to XPath, maybe you love it. Maybe that's just totally logical to you. To me, it's not, uh, and so I went on a, a a search for alternative parsers within Python, and I found two good ones. And in this episode, I'm going to talk about Untangle. So Untangle takes an XML document and converts it. Into a, a, into a Python class. And so it's, I mean, it, it like takes your XML and each element becomes an object, essentially, with a bunch of attributes. And you can probe that, that object, that class, for information about itself. Um, that probably doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but don't worry, it's actually really simple. And I can give you a... a a really basic example. So let's say we have an XML document and I'm going to do a little bit of a pseudo doc book here. I'm not going to, uh, it's probably not correct exactly, but it's close enough. So we'll, we'll say uh, we have a book tag and in the book tag, we have a chapter with an ID of prologue. And then in that chapter we have a title and the title is the beginning. And then we close the title and we close the chapter and then we close the book. So we have no real content here except for a chapter and a title of that chapter. And all of that sits in a book object or a book in the book um, element. Okay, so that's a really basic, um, mostly compliant doc book document. So if we take that into Python, then we can do an import untangle. And untangle, by the way, is not included with python you will need to install that separately and usually that's done or i find it easiest to do with uh, pip, pip pip install untangle or pip install dash, dash user untangle um, or of course if your repository uh, has un- like python dash untangle is usually what it's called or i guess it could be like pi-untangle, but I, I think I've usually seen it as pi-untangle. Then you can just install it from, from your repository as well. I use pip because at work um, I can't install things to the system, so I do pip install dash dash user, uh, whatever. So that's um, that's untangle installation. So yeah, if we take our little sample XML document into Python, we can do an import untangle. And then we can assign the XML document that we've just created to a variable, passing it through uh, untangle parsing. So we'll do like data equals untangle.parse, parentheses, quote, example.xml, close, quote, close, parentheses. So now all that XML data has been dumped, parsed and dumped into a variable called data. And you can see it at this point. You can do data.book. And why is it data.book? well because data is the name of the uh, the element that we've that we've created right we we did that data equals untangled.parse so that's that's our object data and then the dot book is saying well i want to look in the in the attribute called book which is our root element in the xml tree because that was the first element remember it was book chapter title so data.book would return the string element parentheses name equals book attributes equals curly brace curly brace c data equals blank uh, and then close parentheses so right there you get in data.book you get the name of the element which is book any attributes contained in that element which is none and any data like content data c data um in that element which again is nothing which seems a little bit weird cuz you think but there's a chapter and a title in that book and that is true and that is a little bit weird um but it's giving you it's not giving you the entire tree obviously it's looking at that element and looking at its at its contents essentially so uh, since we do know that there's a chapter, you can do a data dot book dot chapter, and that would return element parentheses name equals chapter attributes equals curly brace id colon prologue close curly brace c data equals blank close parentheses. So this time we got our chapter element. We called it that way. We said book dot chapter. Um, we, so we got the name of the chapter or the the name of the element, which is chapter. We got the attributes, which is the word ID, and the key that's the key, and the value of that is prologue. And that's just something that I made up. Um, and, of course, there's still no, no content here. It's, it's all just element and, and, um, and attribute. So we could drill down further, and we could do data.book.chapter.title, which would return the string element parentheses name equals title attributes equals curly brace curly brace and then cdata would equal the beginning and then close parentheses and the reason that it's that it's like that is because again we we've got the the tag itself which is title the element called title it, we didn't give it any attributes in my example dot xml and the content is the only content that our little book contains it's the words the beginning so that's 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 our book right now so it's actually quite simple, as you can see. I mean, it just it lines everything up as classes, and you can call them in the order that they appear in your document and get the data about them, and that's quite nice. Now you can you can go in and extract individual bits of information too. You don't have to you don't have to get the whole big string of everything. You know, the getting the attributes returned. When, when there are no attributes present, is kind of wasteful. And getting the name of the element is a little bit weird if in order to call that element, you had to know the name. So um, let's say, for instance, that you want to get the chapter. You, you know that there's a chapter, but you want just the name of the, the attribute of it. So you would do a data.book.chapter, square bracket quote id square bracket or quote square bracket so it's just like a dictionary you're saying data book chapter but just show me the id element of of this of this thing that you're returning to me and that would of course tell you oh that that's prologue and similarly we could say okay well now data dot book dot chapter dot title dot c data and then i would do a dot strip parentheses parentheses and we would get the string the beginning. There is some inconsistency there. It, it it seems because in the book and the chapter method, you are you are calling the ID key, but to get the C data, you are treating it basically like another function of this sort of class thing that you've got. So that's that that's kind of. I'm not saying that Untangle is fantastic in terms of consistency. I'm just saying it's a lot easier than learning, um, well, XPath, to be honest. So um, what if you have more than just a chapter and a title? So we could could expand our example.xml into book, chapter ID, prolog, equals prolog, title, the beginning, close title, and then open a a paragraph and we could say this is the first paragraph, and then close the paragraph, and then close that chapter. And then, of course, most books have more than one chapter, so we could say, okay, so chapter id equals end, title, the ending, close title, paragraph, para, um, last paragraph of this chapter, uh, of this book, uh, close paragraph, close chapter, close book. So now we've got this book document, with two chapters, meaning that it also therefore has two titles and it also has two paragraphs. It's a little bit more realistic. So what you can do there is you kind of return to this kind of pseudo, um, almost a dictionary um, syntax. So you go data.book.chapter. Okay, which chapter do you want? Well, we want the zeroth chapter, so we'll do square bracket zero close square bracket and that would return element name equals chapter attributes equals id prologue c data nothing and then data dot book dot chapter square bracket one square bracket would return element name chapter attributes id equals end and c data again nothing because these these don't have any this doesn't have content still and it won't the the chapter will never have a content uh, object because, uh, it, it doesn't, it, it's got, it contains other elements. Um, you can do essentially, I guess the same thing, like, um, well, let's say again, like, so if you have, if you have more than, you know, we, we now have two chapters, as I said, and two paragraphs. Yeah. So if we just said, okay, well, I want the dot the title. It's going to tell us that we have no idea that it has no idea what we're asking for. Um, but if we then say, "Okay, well, I meant I want data dot dot chapter square bracket zero close square bracket dot title dot data dot strip parentheses parentheses," then we would get the string the beginning. And similarly, if we said data dot dot chapter square bracket one square bracket dot title dot data, dot strip parentheses parentheses, then we would get the string the ending. So in other words, like to sum that, that little snippet up there, if, if you've got more more than one element, and you usually will, in your document, then you have to tell it which element parent you're looking at. So if it's the first chapter, it has to be chapter zero. If it's the second chapter, chapter one, and so on. Uh, you wouldn't, you know, you probably wouldn't, I mean, there's a point at which that stops being as important because like, well, even in HTML, you've got to, you you usually you, you can have a div inside of a div, inside of a div. But at some point, you know, you start you you run out of of things, uh, of nesting things, and then that's when you can kind of drop the specific, specific specificity. Um, that's a hard word to say. So yeah, but just keep in mind, like if 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 you've got multiple parents then you have to define which parent you're looking at when you want to look at certain children and you can you can of course look at you know you don't have to do title obviously you can do data dot book dot chapter square bracket 0 square bracket dot para dot C data dot strip parentheses parentheses and you'd get the strings uh, this is the first paragraph uh, and if you did data dot book dot chapter square bracket one square bracket dot para dot C data dot strip Parentheses, parentheses. Then you would get last paragraph of the last or of the um, of the book or whatever I wrote in there. And you can also, of course, iterate over all of this stuff. Um, there are lots of different ways to do that. It gets a little bit complex, to be honest. Um, so the easy, super easy way would be doing something just like count equals uh, square bracket zero comma one close square bracket. Or of course, in real life, you you could do like a range or something. And then you could say for tick in count colon and then indent print parentheses data dot book dot chapter square bracket tick close square bracket parentheses and that way you're you're essentially printing first data dot book dot chapter zero and you would get all the information there and then you would get data dot book dot chapter um, one and you would get all the information from that. Uh, and obviously, you could drill down further to just get certain elements or, or whatever you would need. And and I could see you needing to do that if you were parsing XML. You know, you would probably want to to read in ele- uh, inf- information from from specific tags from all the different um, occurrences of of their of their parents. So that's untangle. Is it perfect? Um, I don't know if it's perfect. I, I really don't know. Um, but I, I do know that it's a little bit wonky sometimes in terms of syntax. Like I pointed out earlier, the the fact that you can call the the chapter ID or, or or you know some element by the attribute key without really saying you know without any I don't know. There's not a clear. I don't feel like there. It's very clear as to when you can do that and when you can't. Although it is. I mean, if you if you look at the element and there's a dictionary in there then yes you can call it by dictionary key i mean it, technically speaking yes it does work the fact that c data has no no apparent type it just says like c data equals and then the strings that contain that are contained in the in the chapter contents or, or whatever you know the tag contents that's a little bit weird and 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 in xml you know very frequently you've got a lot of white space uh, and strangely untangle kind of preserves a lot of that white space uh which usually is not what you want i mean that's kind of the point of having tags you can you can structure your your document such that it looks nice to you but the tags actually point to the important bits of information so the fact that untangle does that is a little bit odd and that's why i kept using dot strip parentheses parentheses to get rid of those the surrounding white space on on the on the tag contents so there are Quirks to untangle um to the untangle module, but it's it's really not that bad once you get used to it and it is a heck of a lot easier than trying to navigate the XML tree with with really any other tool that i've that I've used so far um, again probably my use of it limits you know i mean if if you are going to do fancier things with 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 xml this might not work for you this might be too simple Um, and that is the trade-off and it's acknowledged in the untangled documentation that it is the 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 idea is to make this really really simple rather than to you know have like this super robust featureful xml parser it's it's more just about having a parser that works so it's very, very convenient. It's very nice. You should check it out. It's called Untangle. It's available on the internet. Thank you for listening to this episode. My name is Clatu. This has been Hacker Public Radio. I'll talk to you next time.
0: You've been listening to Hacker Public Radio at HackerPublicRadio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday.